The first thing we have to say respecting what are called new views here in New England at the present time is that they are not new, but the very oldest of thoughts cast into the mold of these new times. The light is always identical in its composition, but it falls on a great variety of objects, and by so, falling is first revealed to us not in its own form, for it is formless, but in theirs. In like manner, thought only appears in the objects it classifies. What is popularly called transcendentalism among us is idealism. Idealism as it appears in 1842. As thinkers, mankind have ever divided into two sects, materialists and idealists, the first class founding on experience, the second on consciousness. The first class beginning to think from the data of the senses, the second class perceive that the senses are not final, and say the senses give us representations of things, but what are the things themselves, they cannot tell. The materialist insists on facts, on history, on the force of circumstance, and the animal wants of man, the idealist on the power of thought and of will on inspiration, on miracle, on individual culture. These two modes of thinking are both natural, but the idealist contends that his way of thinking is in higher nature. He concedes all that the other affirms, admits the impressions of sense, admits their coherency, their use and beauty, and then asks the materialist for his grounds of assurance that things are as his senses represent them. But I, he says, affirm facts not affected by illusions of sense, facts which are the same nature as the faculty which reports them, and not liable to doubt, facts which, in their first appearance to us, assume a native superiority to material facts, degrading these into a language by which the first are to be spoken, facts which it only needs a retirement from the senses to discern. Every materialist will be an idealist, but an idealist can never go backward to be a materialist. The idealist, in speaking of events, sees them as spirits. He does not deny the sensuous fact by no means, but he will not see that alone. He does not deny the presence of this table, this chair, and the walls of this room, but he looks at these things as the reverse side of the tapestry, as the other end, each being a sequel or completion of a spiritual fact which nearly concerns him. This manner of looking at things transfers every object in nature from an independent and anomalous position without there into the consciousness.